Hi, welcome to the Beyond Athens podcast with your host, Jaden Park. Today we're going to be doing something different again. Uh, I have a guest speaker. His name is Dakota Olson. Dakota, my guy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So, for everybody, this is Coda. Coda's my roommate, of all people. Um, how do we meet? Well, um, I, I think it was Max. House. I think it was Max. House. <laughs> and you had just come up to visit from Mississippi, or were you living here at that point? I think I was just visiting. Actually, no, 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 because I didn't come down. I, I, I moved back to Utah, but I was living up north. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you came over there. And we sat down and talked about business for like an hour. Yeah, we <laughs> first time ever about, meeting you. We started talking about stocks. Yeah, things. <laughs> I don't even do stocks. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why we were doing that, but yeah, good times. Here we are, roommates now, right? Here we are, roommates. Yeah. Okay. So for today's podcast, I want to talk about conscious and subconscious. The difference. What's unique about each of them? So let's start off with subconscious. Actually, no, let's start off with conscious. Okay. Um, so conscious, as I've heard it and as my understanding goes, it's the thinking processes of your brain, like the ones that does all the thought, has all the logic, it's next to next to next and planning. So it's it's the one that's moving, it's it's the thing that you notice in your day, it's, it's all that stuff. Yeah. So that's day, day-to-day stuff. And then subconscious is where your feelings and emotions are. The majority of them. I've heard speculation about some people thinking you have feelings in your conscious, but even if that's true, those feelings aren't going to be as strong as they would be in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So with the subconscious, what does that mean in terms of, like, say, passion or uh, your life's purpose? Like, what's going to drive that more, your conscious or your subconscious? So your subconscious uh, works in a way to send like emotional signals to your conscious so that you can decipher those things. Um, For example, you might feel sad one day and you don't know why. Um, There's a reason you are feeling sad. You just haven't figured it out yet. So um, in terms of passion and uh, what was the other thing that you said? Um... Like, kind of motivation towards Mm -hmm. a life goal. Okay, so motivation towards a life goal, passion. Um, If you are able to connect those things subconsciously and give them a positive emotion, those will actually release um, certain, like, happy chemicals like dopamine and stuff like that um, in your reward center in your brain, Mm -hmm. therefore driving you to... Uh, do something with whatever passion you have. So, so for every feeling, what I'm I'm getting from you is for every feeling, there is a logical reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we just haven't figured what that out, what that is yet. Is yeah. that true? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, you could be sad. You could be happy for no reason. There's a reason that you are happy. Um. You can actually trick your rewards because nobody's going to act on 
we're all addicts basically in our own brains. Um, <laughs> we are. It's it's weird to say, but nobody's gonna go and do something their whole life. I mean, maybe people do, but they hate it. Like if you're working a nine to five your whole life and you hate it, you hate it. It's not releasing any good chemicals. That is the reason that you hate something. It's not releasing those things that make you feel good. Um, I guess you could get stuck doing those your whole life, doing like a nine to five that you hate. Um, but if you're not passionate, passionate about something that you're doing, it's not releasing those feel good chemicals. Uh, therefore you aren't, you're not having fun. You're not passionate. You're not. So are those feel good chemicals like being pent up over time? If you're not like releasing them daily or do you know what happens to those at all or no? You know, I, I have no idea. That's I don't some, know. That's some research I'll have to do later. <laughs> you just, you're, you're <laughs> so sad your whole life and then you're finally happy and it's just, it's well, I mean, like that's what you, that's, that's a plan. That's, that's a smart plan. If it, it was would true, be, it would like be. repress yourself during your teen years when, it, when in all honesty, doesn't really matter a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Just be completely sad. And then when you hit your 20s, just release it all. There we go. <laughs> it's then, a game plan. And then there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that'd be great. Um, so one of the things about hating things that I've heard is that you hate things because they don't resonate with who, what you want or who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't like you because you like ballet, yeah. but... That the reason I don't like you because you like ballet is because ballet doesn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's so interesting how we perceive people based on us. Mm -hmm. You are the reason you hate things. You are. You are the reason you hate things. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, theoretically, we could like everything um, ever. The only reason that people hate things, uh, it's usually based off of the first experience they have with something. Say you try ice skating for the first time and you fall on your butt a bunch of times and it just wasn't fun for you. Therefore, you aren't going to get, going back to these feel-good chemicals, you're not going to get that feel-good chemical when you think about this activity anymore. You're not, when someone brings it up when in a friend group, like, oh, let's go ice skating, you're not going to want to go because you had that bad experience. Um, and I think... Uh, one thing that an entrepreneur-like person has to have is persistence. Even though they fail at one thing the first time, they have to be able to, even though it wasn't a great first experience, go out and try it again. And then once you get good at something, that's when those feel-good chemicals release and you start having a good time and enjoying what you're actually doing. That's super interesting. So... um I'm starting to see like flashbacks to my brain right now of of all of this coming to light. Me personally, I've always been like insecure about my voice. It's always been something that I'm like, Ugh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like hearing myself recorded. <laughs> I don't like talking in front of public in in public spaces because I'm self conscious about my my voice. Yeah. and I've come to love podcasting. I've I've loved it, even though I'm like, oh, when I'm listening to the uh, the podcast when I'm editing editing them, I'm like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, just keep going, <laughs> like, and then you have to switch to a positive mindset 
I mean, this is a huge step for me with getting comfortable with my voice and not really caring mm -hmm. because you have to, you can't show that uncomfortable feelings on, on, uh, on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you get nervous or something, your voice gets shaky. It's, I mean, it's all audio. Nobody can see you. So that's good. But yeah. <laughs> here we are sitting in our pajamas, just rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. No, I, I guess mean, we could have got dressed up for this, I, but yeah, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? What's the point? There is no point. Um, maybe that's just a sorry excuse for us, <laughs> but, um, now here I am and we, I've done karaoke for the first time. Uh -huh. I mean, it's at work with yeah. people like with our clients, with our stuff. clients. So it's not like they can really tell anybody or yeah. or anything doesn't damage my reputation. But I mean, we've moved on to rap club and just getting comfortable with it, and it's actually quite enjoyable uh -huh. for me. Um, it's enjoyable because I don't have that negative feeling, negative feeling or uh -huh. negative a belief about it, right? Um, and so. Beliefs, how, how is that? So let's talk about mine and what is affecting that? Like how, how come my belief was this and I can change it, right? Because beliefs mm -hmm. are, are what? Are beliefs, beliefs are very conscious powerful. or subconscious? Beliefs, if you fully believe in something, it'll enter your subconscious, which is the, the idea of the belief. Um, I mean, we could talk, I've to told you about this a little bit, how like, if somebody believes that uh, certain rocks or gems give them different powers per se, like say I have a rock or a, a gem that is supposed to give me wealth or bring wealth my way. Um, if I fully believe in that rock and believe that um, it's going to bring wealth my way, it's going to therefore enter my subconscious and your subconscious is the part of your body that you aren't physically thinking of physical thinking being like that voice in your head, like, Oh, I need to go do this today. Subconscious. You're just acting just on like autopilot almost. So if you believe that this rock is going to bring you wealth, like hundred percent, which is very hard to do. Beliefs are they're They're rough. You have to like dedicate a lot to it. But say you do and it enters your subconscious, you therefore are going to go on autopilot and bring more wealth to you, even though this rock doesn't necessarily do anything. That, that is the power of belief. So this is kind of where superstitions come into light. Mm -hmm. Can superstitions actually be effective? So what are like, superstitions? So superstitions are like you... You kind of do something in belief that it will help. So it's okay. like um, if you carry around a rabbit's foot, mm -hmm. you believe that you'll have luck. Or uh, if you pick up a penny and it's on heads mm -hmm. or uh, throwing salt over your shoulder or knocking on wood, <laughs> those types of things yeah. are superstitions. So if you fully believe in that, will it come um, So with superstitions... I feel like that kind of has a negative connotation to it. Say, step on a crack, you're going to break your, your mama's back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, um, certain people are able to believe more than others. If you start believing in more things, uh, your mind kind of opens up. So, first of all, in order to believe in something, 
you have to pass that information as fact from your left hemisphere of your brain. That's kind of like the filter side of your brain. Um, say I think these rocks are real and they give me real powers. Uh, my left side of my hemisphere has to take that as fact and pass it on to my right where it actually becomes subconscious and in a way and uh, you put it into actual action. Um, so these superstitions, if you start believing in more and more and more of these things that may are not actually real, um, it kind of opens your brain up to, you're, you're more susceptible to believing in things that aren't real, but I mean, debatably are real if you do believe in them. So do you know what skinwalkers are? Yes, uh, you're not supposed to say the name. I uh, see that's see, the, but that's the <laughs> but thing. that's the superstition. That's the thing yeah. is, uh, I I have about a handful of friends that believe in skinwalkers, and I have some that don't. Yeah, and obviously you're one because I keep saying it, and you're like, well, don't I mean, say that word. It's like Voldemort. Yeah. Don't say Voldemort. <laughs> but say theoretically, if the, if they are real, yeah. Do you think beliefs kind of give them power? Because it's from, like, shaman of Native Americans, yeah. right? And so it's kind of mystical. Yeah. And people that don't believe them, like, don't believe in them don't necessarily, like, see them. Yeah. Because it's not something that goes through their brain. Uh -huh. But people that believe, like, fully believe that they're real, I think are more likely to see them. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I... I personally have more of a mystical brain. I like to think of things that shouldn't exist like they are. <laughs> That's because you like conspiracy theories. <laughs> I do like some conspiracy theories. But you got to be careful, though, because there's a lot of things that don't actually exist out there. Like, sorry for all you Bigfoot fans out there, but oh, I don't know. No. I don't know if the dude's oh, no. real. I don't know. <laughs> but say he, he does exist. That's really cool. Like power to you you were the first to really believe in that but so skinwalkers would be like a creature of beliefs like that is their it, energy it has not been proven therefore but yes. from what my understanding is from it it's if you believe in them you'll give them power yeah yeah I which mean, is crazy so it's like if you really are afraid of them stop believing in <laughs> yeah start questioning stuff and then well that's the thing if you fully believe in something and it's entered the right hemisphere of your brain you're it's it's hard truth. to unbelieve it is truth yeah right and so beliefs become your reality mm -hmm. exactly that's a that is the key right there. there's and how how can we use that to our advantage uh like if we believe we're going it's it's like manifestation if you believe in that which it has been proven, uh, the CIA has released documents, me going into my conspiracy theory mode right now, but um, it's like, I mean, it just makes sense too. If you fully believe in something, say you fully believe you're going to be a millionaire, this is the millionaire my mentality that you've heard, I'm sure. Um, you fully believe that you're going to be a millionaire someday. Um, if you take that into fact and have it enter your subconscious, you will therefore act in autopilot and start to progress to becoming a millionaire without even having to like think about it. It's like, and you can do this by like, oh, like telling yourself, oh, I'm going to become a millionaire one day. Like, 
Um, you start acting as though you already are a millionaire. You can trick your brain into being or to believing that you already are. Therefore, you're going to act as one. And so I would say that kind of surrounding yourself in what you do, your actions mm -hmm. help solidify those beliefs. If you don't believe it now, you can start doing stuff to make it so you'll believe it in the future. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Thing. <laughs> and um, I've heard stories of people that during the middle of summer will have their windshield wipers on because all they're seeing while they're driving is money fall on their car. Really? And then uh, Jimmy Butler, you know who that is? The basketball player? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So he doesn't have any rear view mirrors. Why? Because he's... Never looking back. Exactly. No, no, like, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. That's funny. He's Gets like, I'm not looking back. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, things like that, like little things that help you believe, um, I've heard self affirmations work. I'm looking in the mirror and saying, I like this about myself or yeah. you're good at this. Um, things like that. And then, uh, manifestation, obviously law of attraction, what you think about is what's going to occur because it is your reality. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is your reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to be careful with this because this can turn into a negative thing. It but could. for some people, it may have already become a negative thing and it's already present in yeah. their life. Oh, 100%. Um, so that's kind of where in, like this is a um, far off, but I always like to think of insanity. Yeah. Um, it's a belief that things aren't really how they are. Yeah. So, um, like, and, and kind of what type of liar is it? That they believe it. Um, and, and that's... I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that's why they can't convict people off of um, those lie detector tests. Is because they believe you it. can lie to yourself. And you if you believe it, it becomes the truth. So it won't show up on a lie detector test. Exactly. Because your version of reality isn't is what the same. you believe. And, and that comes on to the complex... The complexities of perspective. Everybody has a different perspective. Mm -hmm. and, and some people believe, even though they're seeing the exact same thing, some people believe it differently than others. Like, say, all those fires in California. Yeah. A lot of people would believe, like, oh, they're just fires, just global warming. But then you have people on the other side saying, yep. oh, Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth. Um, it's, it's the second coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just based on your experiences and what you believed in that the world become sorry, truth uh -huh. for, for those people. I agree. Um, the world is, it's run off of belief systems. Belief systems are the biggest, oldest business in the world. We have religion, politics are belief systems. Um, I don't know. Those are those are two pretty big ones, I'd say. And we've gotten to the point where if you don't believe in the side that another person is on, say I'm liberal and the other person's conservative, then they're going to have an emotional response. Our, our natural, we'll naturally try to get someone else to believe in what we believe in because their opposing belief actually messes with our reality. If they don't believe in global warming, and we do, then you are going to take in that account of a non-believer in a way, and it's going to make you kind of disbelief that, that idea. So our brains will naturally go and combat that 
belief in order to kind of defend it in your own brain. Um, so I believe that's why a lot of people have an emotional response to political debates and stuff. Because we really shouldn't be getting mad about this stuff. Yeah. I don't and know. beliefs are one of the hardest <laughs> things to change in a person. If you can do that, mm-hmm. like you're a salesman yeah. through and through, um, especially about religion or, or uh, politics. So we've kind of come to the understanding that how you take advantage of knowing that you have a subconscious and your conscious mm-hmm. is by creating belief systems. That's how they work together. Yes. Right. But let's go, kind of go into uh, indiv- individuality of those things. Um, how, so we control it through beliefs and we, we talked about how it enters into the, from, from the right to the left. Yes, right to the left. Okay. Or left to the right hemisphere. Left to the right. Yep. And uh, are we always using our conscious and our subconscious? Um, I I believe so. I, I think the only time we're not using our conscious is when we aren't conscious. You get knocked out or you're sleeping. That is all your subconscious, where your dreams come from. Um, other than that, I believe when you were awake, you are using your conscious and your subconscious. Um, I haven't really looked into that too much, but that'd be interesting. Like I've, I've looked into it a little bit. Let's hear it. And uh, you're not using your conscious at all when uh, you're asleep. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, being knocked out, you're not conscious. You're not using it. Um, coma, same thing. Gotcha. So this kind of brings up an interesting topic, which would be dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of beliefs in the past in in older in olden times and they have they they believe that dreams have meaning right yeah they do um i had i had this dream once and i had a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and i had a dream that uh like i i cheated on her with another woman right and so i told her about I told her, I said, hey, like, look, I, I had a dream, but it was with somebody else, but, like, I know we're dating, so, like, I just wanted you to be aware of it, even though I don't have any control over it. Yeah. Like, you don't have control over your dreams. No, not Very that. few people can are even able to get to the state of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, yeah. Um, but I, I could, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've tried, it doesn't work. <laughs> I think it'd be super cool, but That'd be super I just cool. don't have any control or awareness in my in my dreams uh-huh. but i told her about it and she started doing research oh she started doing research I mean, on I, what it means i would i mean say my significant other dreamt about cheating on me i like i'd want to know like does that mean she wants to or does that is that her one of her fears like kind of like manifesting in her subconscious you know okay but what do you do with that information if it's, not, <laughs> if it's like oh yeah they want to get out of the relationship what do you do yeah, with that? You know, know you know. can't hold them accountable. It's their subconscious. Yeah. It's their feelings. They don't have control over that. You'd be able to understand the person a little more, and then maybe try and work on some things. I, that that could be true, but also I think you could be digging yourself a hole. You could, you could, but I mean, because that hole's already there. Then you well, had no, the dream. You, she's just discovering the hole was there. Right, but I mean, if we're talking about beliefs, like you're actively giving yourself the belief to be skeptical about. True. So it could also be like hurting you by digging deeper. 
Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, everybody's always believing something. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, she started doing research on it, and, and what it came out to be was, I, it, it meant that, like, I was hiding something from oh. her. And I was thinking, I was like, what am I hiding from this woman? You yeah. know? Yeah. I I honestly was like, I don't, I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> like, stop looking into this. And you're just scaring me. Yeah. Because now you're believing I'm hiding something when I'm actually not hiding anything. I could see how that could be um, uh, non-beneficial to research. But... Yeah. Um, but have you ever had, like, any crazy dreams? Yeah, I mean, most of the time I don't remember them, but I know I've yeah. had some crazy dreams. There was this one dream that I had, and it it's a little off topic, but it's it's a good it's off a good dream because I I wrote it down I wrote it down in my notes, and what happened was, um, I was like outside this hotel and there's a bunch of like it's Halloween esque like super windy leaves blowing everywhere, uh-huh. and I'm in I'm in uh. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Ooh, there we <laughs> so go. So I have a wand, but I'm I'm carrying this board game, and I, I'm starting to go up these flight of stairs, and it's all creepy. And then there's this dude chasing after me, like a Dementor. And oh, so shoot. I'm running, I'm running, and I, uh, I I finally like get out of there. I'm like, help, guys! Like I'm being chased, and then I open a portal and I teleport somewhere else. Into this hotel room with all my friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we open the game. And it's Jumanji. <laughs> the game is Jumanji. We open it. And Voldemort had put his part of his being. You know how he splits his soul? Like the, what are they called? The, the Holcrux. Yes. Those so, things. Jumanji the game uh-huh. was a Holcrux. Oh, shoot. So, <laughs> then you, we entered into <clears throat> Jumanji, and the entire Jumanji game started. And that's an entire movie. To be know? like the Holcrux, you had to like that's, defeat the game. It's the ultimate or, Holcrux. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's just a board game. You just kind of like, you know, just don't play it, and then you just break it. Well, no, you, you have know? to open it. You didn't, have you not seen the Harry Potters? They have to op- open it. Oh, do they? To to kill it. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that... I think, because that's what happened with the locket. I don't know. I'm not a huge Harry Potter, but I mean, <laughs> um, I believe you. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> we got off topic. But it's just crazy that my subconscious is creative enough to... To come up with something to like that. To create that. Yeah. Like, and it's it's just wild. And like, I'm appalled because it was like a work of art. That yeah. my, my subconscious just puts together for me while I'm sleeping to yeah. observe and just keep you entertained, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, that brings the question to me, um, we can get to a place of complete subconsciousness. Yeah. Can we get to a place of complete consciousness? Um, I believe that we could, I mean, our subconscious can't be just running all the time. Right? Like, I feel like there has to be um, a time where you're just fully conscious. Um, I don't know if maybe you could reach that state through, like, meditation. We've we've done a few meditations together, and, I mean, you're definitely conscious. I don't know if your subconscious is necessarily doing anything. I mean, it is, because it's, it's still you're sending still you like... thoughts and stuff. So, I don't know. That's, well... That's an interesting question. Well... 
it's not sending you thoughts, but during a meditation, like, you're, like, when you're, because the thoughts are your conscious, so they're not being sent to you, but you can still observe feelings. It's actually recommended That's in meditation true. that you're, like, when you picture something, uh-huh. to look at the emotion for what it is. Yeah. And so you still have these emotions, kind of like that gratitude one uh-huh. that we did. Um, we, we did a meditation on gratitude and we were supposed to envision people that we were like thankful for. And um, after you envision them, you're supposed to take your uh, what kind of feeling and just kind of keep that feeling during the rest of the meditation. Okay. Um, but I've heard that DMT. Oh, let's go. I've it. heard DMT, you can get to a place where you're so conscious, you're you're like in touch with the vibrations of the world. Interesting. Like you're like that's how conscious you are. You're on a vibrational level. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, we could go into the whole vibrations thing. I, I believe that um each person depending on their level of consciousness and um just how they're doing in life, you can vibrate at a higher or lower frequency. Um and you can actually you can match the earth's frequency the earth has a vibrational frequency too and uh that's kind of like you've heard like oh like i'm in i'm so in touch with the earth or nature or whatever yeah that's like you kind of getting in touch with the earth's frequency and there's actually a lot of uh benefits towards this i've i've read documents also from cia or whatever <laughs> This could go into conspiracy theory, but it talks about how um, your thoughts are also like a frequency or a, or, or a signal. Uh, when you think, it actually gives off a physical uh, signal. I don't know. I don't know what frequency it rides at or whatever. But um, if you get in touch with the Earth's frequency, which you can do through meditation and, and different, different practices of consciousness, uh, you can match the earth's frequency and your thoughts can actually uh you'll think about something and it and it'll travel around the earth and back to you in, in the seventh of a second is what i read from cia.org or whatever.com so i i don't know it's it sounds unbelievable but that's the thing it's it's all a belief these there could be there's a whole world out there for us to to explore but we are sheep us as humans we are sheep um, we aren't going to believe in something that hasn't been proven yet because we'll sound dumb or crazy. Uh, I still believe there's a lot. I think it's ignorant to think that we have discovered and understand everything already. Um, so I like to be creative about it. I like to think about things that may not exist. Um, so that being this earth frequency thing, uh, it talks about how you can actually send signals through your thoughts to someone on the other side of the earth, which is like, I think that's considered like telepathy. Um, obviously I haven't been able to practice that or I'd be famous or something, but I don't know. I think it goes back. That ties back into beliefs. Like, what do you, what do you believe in? Like, what are your core beliefs? My core beliefs? Yeah. Uh, some of my core beliefs would be learning. Okay. Um, I think that's very important. Uh, being able to have like a base for yourself mentally, 
Yes. So self-progression, learning, uh, those kind of the same thing. Um, I think we should have a code of ethics, uh-huh. um, a personal code of ethics, kind of tying to morality. Uh, some other things would be just be like a good human being. Don't yeah. try to tear people <laughs> down. Uh, stay, stay focused on the positive. I mean, the world doesn't resolve. I mean, not revolve, resolve, revolve okay. around us. The world doesn't revolve around us, but we are prone to the spotlight effect, which the spotlight effect is everybody's thinking about themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is, well, you live with yourself. Yeah. Like you are you, you can't get away from that. Exactly. And so of course you're going to think about yourself. Um, people get too worried about people. Like, what others think of them when in actuality, they're probably thinking about themselves. You yeah. know, if you do something embarrassing, like, say, oh, I stubbed my toe in front of everybody. Uh-huh. Like, that's just something that people see and they're like, oh, he stubbed his toe. Um, and then they go right back to thinking about themselves. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about calculus tests and I see some dude stub his toe. Oh, he stubbed his toe. That's kind of funny. And then back to the calculus test. Yeah. Because that's what's occupying my brain. I mean, that's not going to be occupying my brain for very long. No. And it's always, we try to tie it back to how it can relate to us. And, and that's why what we talked about earlier, um, the reason we hate things is because mm-hmm. we re- relate it back to us. In a negative way. In a negative way, exactly. Yeah. It's, so, it, it goes into how um, people hate things about themselves or hate things about others that they themselves, they have that own quality. Say, like, you chew too loud when you eat food. You may not recognize that consciously, but you aren't, you're more prone to actually disliking that quality in other people because... While you might not recognize it fully in yourself yet, um, you do dislike that quality about yourself subconsciously. Therefore, you're going to dislike dislike it when other people do that because it's like something you can relate to in a negative way. So, so you can either accept it or hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, an example for me is like, I snore. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't I haven't know heard you that, yet. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. Um, but I, I do snore. And so I know that's a quality that I don't like yeah. about myself, but I can't really change it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I really don't like when other people snore. I mean, but I understand that I snore. So now I have a choice. I can either accept it and be like, oh, okay. Like that's just how it is. It's just. A normal thing mm-hmm. it happens or i can hate it you know yeah i can be like are you kidding me like why are you snoring it's like <laughs> wake them up it's like, just so easy to get into that hatefulness because it affects us uh-huh anyways that's that's about all the time we have but thank you for listening to the beyond athens podcast thank you coda for coming on of course really appreciate uh, it was, that it was a good time good Good topics. Yeah, I mean, next time we'll we'll dive deeper into conspiracy yeah. oh, theories. Oh, next time you're inviting me back. Huh? Yeah, oh, maybe, 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 depending on how many views we get. We'll see if I made the cut. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll right. see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. We'll catch you all next time.